What is going on, everyone? This is episode 37 of the Attack for Zero podcast. As always, I'm your host, Carter Noble, joined by our fantastic co-host, Carl Wilkin. Carl, what's going on today, man? We had an uneventful team modern thing at Indy over the weekend that we can't really even talk about because we didn't get anything really for it. Yeah, we just have, like, no info for it, man. Like, So, we're we going to skip dig, over that. We had to dig for top four lists and, like... Hey, fun fact, where's this good? Like, yeah. that's basically the conclusion I've gotten from this weekend. There were there were three in the top four, and then a, there was, like, a burn deck, a jun deck. It, it's team. It's team modern. You can't yeah, take like, anything from it. Like, um, be prepared for... For Wurza, be prepared for burn. Have a plan for Stoneforge decks. Yep. Like, that's, that's basically where I've come to the conclusion of this week. Um... Outside of that, we have a legacy event uh, coming up in this weekend at Syracuse, right? For SCG. That sounds correct. And then yes, it's Syracuse. What else do we have? We have. Uh, there's no Grand Prix this weekend. We're going um, to. Yeah, we have Kansas we City. have stuff we're doing this weekend. We're going to Independence to go play at MCQ on Sunday. That's what we're yeah, doing. so we will. Um, basically, we're gonna we're gonna talk about some legacy today. Uh, talk about a, a handful of throne spoilers that we've gotten over the last couple weeks. Yeah, and then talk about a little bit of modern at the end. Call it a day. Yep, sounds about right. Okay. Um. So legacy, what are you playing this weekend, man? Um. Good question. There's a lot going on still because it's kind of just like you don't get to see that much of it. Yeah, so like you all, you all our, just assume Red and Six is really good, but uh, um, our last legacy event that we had coverage for was the Team Open in August in Richmond. Yeah. So like, real, real early August, um, and like that's when between it and the Team Open in July. Uh, is just like the immersion uh, or the arrival of Ren and Six in the format and like its dominance over the format. Yeah. Um, but like there's there's a couple other things that have kind of popped up in the last month or so. Namely, the Turbo Depth stack playing um, Elvish Reclaimer and Hogak. Yeah, Hogak's starting to make its presence felt in Legacy as well now, too. The Dredge list has started to pick up at least like one or two copies. Uh, like you said, Turbo Depths has started to play it as just like another easy-to-get-out threat because it's just like, ha-ha, here's my Dryad Arbor, here's my Elvis Reclaimer. Cheat out Hogak kind of thing because we just you flip so many cards into your yard anyway. It's just another big free threat for you to play. Yeah, it's it's basically just like the modern equivalent of uh, Bridge Line. Like, where you're getting to do your Hogak thing, like, very, very early with uh, Seder Wayfinder, and, like, this list I'm looking at is playing Glow Spore Shaman, but I don't anticipate that being the norm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then between, like, Mox Diamonds and Fetches, like, you can accelerate into Hogak, for, like, pretty early in this deck. Yeah. Um, and, like, when Hogak's not good, you just Dark Depths them. Yeah. So, like, it seems really powerful... Um, I know, I believe it was Andrea Mangucci posted a screenshot of him turn one Hogak. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, what the actual hell is this format? Legacy's weird. Uh, Legacy it's in a weird is spot great, Because man. we haven't seen much of it here lately. Yeah. So. Like, there are still new things popping up all the time in this format. And because we don't get a ton of coverage of it, like, it's really hard to know, you know, what these new emer- emerging decks are. Exactly. So, uh, I I really like, I really like Turbo Depths this weekend. Um, I think it's, it seems very powerful. On paper, it seems very powerful. But also on paper, it seems like you can't ever beat a Caracas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, like, on good. top of that, like, because you're a Turbo Depths deck, like, you kind of have a weakness to, like, Wasteland mm-hmm. if you're not, like, accelerating into um, a very quick 
Dark Depths. So, like, being able to... Uh, being able to, like, Wasteland recur with Ren and Six seems really important right now. And Ren and Six just kind of seems busted anyway. Yeah, I'm kind of just looking through, like, lands lists. Because that's probably what I would play if I had a choice, was just play lands. Lands playing Ren and Six is really sweet. Yeah. Like, cycle my thing, pick, pick it back up. Um, rotation my land, pick it back up. <laughs> Yeah, that seems <laughs> dumb. Uh, I really like. I think I. I think I probably picked lands to be like the stronger, the strongest deck right now. Like lands playing like the red green lands playing red and six, just like the normal. You still get to compete with like you have like the ability to hang hang with turbos devs because you're still also just like a, a deck that can deal with it. You can just go and find your Caracas and start bouncing everything from the turbo devs player. Um, outside of that, another deck I'd probably look for again is uh, the new Dredge builds playing Hogak. Mm-hmm. They are really strong, and people are very lax on their graveyard hate and legacy usually. So, well, yes and no. Like you need to be, you definitely need to be uh, aware of the graveyard decks because, like, if you aren't, you can just get got by Reanimator. Like, if you're not, you can just get got by Dredge. Yeah. So, there's definitely, like, the graveyard decks are obvious in the format, but, like, that doesn't mean people are always prepared for them. Looking through lists, it's like, of car, like just, like, decks. I was like, everything just seems really lax. And, like, hey, like, two rest in peace and a surgical is <laughs> not going to save you from reanimator when you have to have it down on two. Like you need you need a little bit more than that. Um, like you I don't know even deck know. I wouldn't be playing this weekend. What I would not be touching Death in Texas if it was me, and that's yeah. that's telling you something, man. Plague Engineer is kind of this like neutered Death in Texas here. Plague Engineer and Renin Six, man. You're just like, just well, like, look at all my derpy what you know X ones. You just don't get to do anything anymore. Like, alright, kill your Flicker Wisp. Alright, kill your Spirits from Hollowed Safekeeper. Alright, kill your Mother of Runes. And your Thalias. And your Recruiters. Just Get like, them all out of here. Alright, please stop. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get it all out of here. Yeah. So, like, if you're going to be on that plan, I advise, like, being prepared for them because they're really good. Yeah. Um, I know one of the latest innovations I've made is going uh, and playing Tomic. Just because, like, if Wasteland is going to be dominant like it like it has been, uh, Tomic just says, hey, you can't Wasteland me, sorry. Yeah. So, getting to Violent Atomic in response to Wasteland just feels A-plus, man. That seems really good. Uh, same with, like, response to your loam put this in, just like, oh, alright. Yeah. There's a lot of fun decks you could probably play in Legacy right now. It seems a little bit more open... Since the printing of since since Red and Six started taking over the format, I feel like people started to kind of like get a whole grasp on it and kind of like adjust their decks a little bit. Not to the I point mean, where like they're going to beat Red and Six every time, but you have a little bit more of a game plan now. Yeah, um, according to I'm looking at uh, MTG top eight list here, and the uh, Teamer Delver lists are all playing Red and Six from the last couple weeks. Um, it's the most popular deck, like the most winning deck, according to this, um, with 11% meta, and Dark Depths is right behind it at 10. So, like, uh-huh. be prepared for those. Uh, have a plan for Stoneblade variants, because, like, Stoneforge Mystic is always popular in Legacy, regardless of what's going on. Um, like, I, I could see people playing Mono Red Prison, just like Blood Moon you as quickly as possible this weekend, and that could actually be very good. Who knows? Legacy's weird. Legacy's a weird beast. You could have almost anything pop up anywhere at any time. Yeah. I'm looking... Uh, I'm currently looking at a four, uh, five-color humans list. Yeah, Champion of the Parish, Kite Sail Freebooter, Meddling Mage. This one gets Mother of Runes because we're in, you know, we're in Legacy. 
Yeah. We have an Orzov Pontiff here. Um, no. Uh, no. Hasty dude. What's his name? What's his name? The 3 3. Hasty 3 3? Yeah, the flying 3 3 Jeskai dude. Mantis Rider? Yeah. There we go. No Mantis Riders. And that seems really weird. Hmm. We have a Pia and Kieran in our board, and I don't know what we're bringing that in against. Decks that go wide. Decks that All right, this list, this list has our, our Mantis Riders. I'm on, on board with this. Okay. We also play Imperial Recruiter. That I can get behind. There you go. Oh. Zan, yeah, Legacy is just like, you can play whatever, man. It's, it's a I, weird animal. I would be playing some some Blood Moon deck, probably. I think people are getting really greedy with their lands again. I just, just like, like lands. <laughs> I've always yeah. wanted to build lands, but it's just way too expensive. <laughs> oh. Anything you want, yeah, anything else you want to touch on Legacy this week, man? Nah. It, like I said, it, it, we, we, don't, we aren't very big in Legacy. Like, we don't know a whole lot about the format, but, like... From what we can tell, it's just pretty wide open still. Yeah, and it plus, seems like it's going to be that way. Yeah. How long till Renin 6 gets banned, you think? <laughs> well, seeing how they let, you know, Dig Through Time run around for a year. Forever. <laughs> yeah, they, they got to get some numbers. Like, they got to get numbers behind us, like, support banning it. And if they don't get numbers, then they can't do anything. So. Yeah. Ready to move on? Yeah, let's let's talk some spoilers, shall we? Sure. Where do you want to start, man? Um, hmm. there's a lot. There's a lot I want to talk about. Mm. We got right, plenty I of time one. to do it. I got one for you. What do you think of Oko Thief of Crowns? Uh, Oko Thief of Crowns is that's the, the green blue one, dude, right? Yeah, that's our our three mana planeswalker that's gonna break modern, according to people. I, I don't know about break modern. So, uh, Oko is green, blue, and one for a four, for a four loyalty planeswalker. Um, plus two, create a food token. We finally know what that means. Did we know about it last week? Yeah, we knew, we knew all that. Yeah, it, it had just come down, like, last week. I thought what it was and everything, so. So, yeah, we plus two to make a food, um, plus one to make target artifact or creature lose all abilities and become a, a green three, three. And then neck five, exchange control of target artifact or creature you control, and target creature and opponent controls with power three or less. I don't think the ultimate's very good here. Depends on what you're doing. If you're giving them like a food token for the three for the creature you turn into a three three, like I feel like that's fine. <laughs> that's that's true. Um could also just like give them artifacts that do nothing. Uh, as for modern, being able to go turn one mana dark, turn two this, make my mana dark a three three. That that's pretty good. Like your mana dark's gonna die to probably die to bolt anyway. So why not make it a three three and just like tick up your planeswalker? Yeah. Um. I don't know about breaking modern in any kind of way, but it's still a powerful thing to do. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think it's playable, but I don't know if it's the most powerful thing you could be doing in a format that you can die, you know, on turn two or three. But it's usually just turn three now, so. Yeah, it's it's slowed down quite a bit. Let's see here. That neg five is just, it's it's not as powerful as, as I want it to be. Yeah, so. like, it... The, the fact that you can ult, uh, ult the turn after you play him and keep him around is really interesting, though. Yeah. Be like, all right, make it food. All right, you didn't kill my thing. You can have this food token. I want your 3-3. Three, three. Yeah. Which, Let's like, see here. That, that very well could be good. Like, if you're playing this on turn two and then your opponent's playing, like, a Tarmogoyf or something, like, all right, this seems like a fair exchange. Yeah. Speaking of more artifact synergies, people are excited about uh, Emery Lurker of the Lock. 
that merfolk wizard that everyone's excited about. Oh, uh, she is a wizard. I did not yeah, know merfolk that. Merfolk wizard. Not as good as lizard wizard. Uh, for two and a blue, you get a legendary merfolk wizard that reads, uh, this spell costs one less to cast for each artifact you control. When it enters the battlefield, put the top four cards of your library into your graveyard, and you can tap it to choose target artifact in your graveyard. You may cast that card this turn. So, Do you think this is playable in uh, Thopter Sword? Probably. I mean, it's just like redundant copies of Goblin Engineer. <laughs> It, yeah, redundant copies of name combo piece. Yeah, that seems fine. Yeah, like, oh, I want, the, I need this artifact. I need this pithy needle out of my yard. I'm just grab it out of the yard. Or like, like even like, play this, flip something over. Cool. All right, next turn I have it. Or you know, if you play this on like three, if you go goblin engineer on two, play this on three, activate goblin engineer, get whatever you want. Like that seems hot. Mm-hmm. I was about to say, it's like, people are going to probably compare this to say it's better. I don't think it's actually better than Goblin Engineer. Goblin Engineer is specifically lets you go grab whatever piece you need and put it in the yard. Whereas so, this is like, luck of the draw, hope you flip it into the yard. Um, I have seen people talking about playing this alongside Jeskai Ascendancy. And yeah, then I can see that. Any, any zero mana artifact lets you, like, if you play a bobble, you get to draw your deck on their next upkeep. Yeah. Like that I can get behind. Like doing doing busted things with this card seems very cool. It seems real easy to do too. Yeah. It's like Wizards designed this one to be easily busted. I I could legitimately see like a shell between like this and Psy and Urza. Like then you get to play your Mox Ambers, which is like free Moxin is good. Yeah. Uh you then get to play your Mox Opals because you're an artifact deck. And, like, you could just be... Uh, did you see the uh, Mono, Mono Blue, Blue uh, Paradoxical uh, Outcome deck? Yeah. Like, That's I could see say, this like, slotting this goes right into, into that deck. Yeah. yeah, this goes right into it. Like, it, you, you're already playing Paradox Engine to do things. So, like, this alongside Paradox Engine just seems insane. Yeah. Yeah. They're, uh, they're both... They're, this is real good synergies. Um... Do you want Man, to keep this on the thing, train? This of... thing in Commander also seems absurd. Oh, yeah. No, this because, like, like, it this gets around Commander tax. Yeah, it, it gets around a... Commander tax too. Yeah, like, it's a combo Commander for sure. Too bad you can't play, like, uh, Thought the Foundry in this, in this deck in Commander. Yeah. I'm real glad you can't do that, but... <laughs> <laughs> Who needs Thought the Foundry when you got Psy? You'll be fine. Oh, yeah. That, I mean, that seems fair. And balanced. <laughs> okay. You ready to move on to more, even more busted modern cards? Modern Once upon cards? a time. You knew it. It's like right off the top. <laughs> um, this card is absurd, man. This card Why is, do they give us free cards? I don't know. Because they didn't learn the last time they gave us free cards, apparently. Uh, Once so, upon, Once a, upon time. a time is green and one for an instant. Uh, look at the top five cards of your library. You may reveal a creature or land card among them and put it into your hand. Put the rest in the bottom of your library in a random order. More importantly, it has a sweet text of, if this is the first spell you've cast during this game, you can cast it for free. Yep. <laughs> Why, man? Because uh, Wizards is dumb, and they... And they wanted to make a play on like the opening of the storybook, all story, all the fairy tales is once upon a time, and they wanted some kind of play on that. Granted, they could have just—I don't know why they picked this to do this effect. Um, like this is like this makes every green deck play less lands and more things. Yeah, I like, okay. Hear me out. This is probably going to sound dumb, but I want to play this in a Delver deck so I can play like sixteen lands. And just play a bunch of spells. This flips my Delver. Like, is that crazy? Probably. Probably. Is it good? Probably not. <laughs> um, the big key payoffs are things like the creature combo decks. Like Devoted Druid. Like, uh, like Vanifier. Things that's like, oh, okay, so this hand has this 
unknown card in it because it's once upon a time. Opponent moves to their draw step. I have a trigger. I can cast this immediately. Flip through, or you can cast it on their end step. Flip through and find find whatever. Like if they thought seized you, you can find in their combo piece. Um, um, people were talking about playing this in Tron, and I don't think it's good in Tron. It's not as good in Tron, no. Because like you like you're warning like what are you replacing in Tron is the thing. Exactly. You already but, have what fourteen cards that can go and find a land. Fourteen to sixteen. And, like, more importantly, this can't find your rocks, whereas like ancient stirrings can. Um, now, if they were to ban ancient stirrings, you could probably play like two of these and two more lands would probably be fine. Yeah, maybe. Um, but like this also doesn't find you the guaranteed land, so you can't replace Sylvan Library, uh, Sylvan Scrying with it. Yeah. So like then it sounds like you're cutting threats to guarantee like turn three Tron more often. But like, you don't then you have that. less payoffs. Exactly. You don't want to be doing that. You're already a deck based around your payoffs. And if you don't have your payoffs, you're just a glorified banner ramp deck that doesn't do anything. And more importantly, only the first one is free. Yep. So, like, yeah, you can cast it and have a free shot at finding your land. But, like, then the second one's going to cost two mana. Now, say uh, as it is, it's only two mana and it's instant. So this is two mana instant speed on, like, all my opponents end step. I can go grab another creature. It's on par with, like, Eladramari's Call, kind of like power level styles, like instant speed, two to for, almost two to for a creature. Because five cards at the top of the library is a lot of looking. <laughs> yeah, it is. For a creature and or land. So this is still pretty likely to hit for any deck that's just playing creatures and or lands. But in Tron, in Tron it's still doable. At like instant speed, maybe find a Tron piece I'm missing. Instant speed, maybe, maybe hit like a worm coil engine or something. Or a walking ballista. But um, it'll be good in the creature-based strategies. There was some talk about people playing it with alongside collective company decks, and I'm just, I'm not for that. It's it means it's more cards that collective company can hit that aren't creatures, and it's kind of just like a non-bow. Yep. But cards gonna be really good. Um, I think they're pre-ordered for like thirteen dollars right now or something like that. Uh, according to this, THCG has them for. 11, which okay. I, 11 sounds about right for a modern playable. Like, we, did we even talk about this being played in Neobrand? No, because <laughs> Neobrand won't survive the format. Uh, it won't make it through through the ban restricted announcement once this card's out. <laughs> but until then, this is just absurd. Because extra copies are pitchable to uh, Allosaurus Rider and like like you can the the biggest problem I've had playing Neo Brand is missing your second land drop, and this does it. It finds it. It will hopefully yeah. find it. Like or this finds Spirit your guy. second mana source. There's, I think I think with the four Simon Spirit Guides, there's probably what I think they play twelve lands, so it's sixteen hits to find a land. And if you had a chance of the tangle tangle already in your hand, then you're just like you only need to find one. Yeah, and that and that's how many times you often lose is if you don't find second land. Yeah, so this being able to go and just like, oh, here's my land. Oh, I have an extra copy I can pitch to Allosaurus Rider. Yeah, no, we don't need to be doing this. I... It won't. It won't make it. It once once upon once upon once once upon a time gets put into the format, and Neo Brand just freaking takes off. Wizards will immediately kick it back down. <laughs> All right, so what's what's getting banned? Is it finally going to be Allosaurus Rider? It's going to be Allosaurus Rider. It's going to be the free spell. So what you're saying, uh, well, which which free spell? It's Allosaurus. It's the <laughs> you know, the deck Allosaurus. only the plays like twelve of them now. It's Allosaurus Rider. <laughs> All right, let's let's talk about something a little more fair, shall we? Sounds great. What do you think of Witch's Vengeance? It's a good three mana board wipe. We don't normally get uh, neg three, neg three for three mana. Well, more importantly, because it is creatures of the chosen type, like, you can pick and choose when this is going to be good. Um, like, they're they're very much pushing a knight's deck in standard, and this is just like, hey, you should stop that. I yeah, don't <laughs> I don't like what you're doing. Um, it kinda reminds me of Bile Blight. Yeah. A little bit. Um But uh 
like it hits you could just name knight and get rid of all the knights you can name human and get like almost everything in throne of eldraine that's not a fairy or a merfolk well important um is like if you like if your opponent's playing hero which like i'm assuming the hero deck is going to survive somewhat like it is obviously it's gonna be reworked but um like this just cleans up hero and all the tokens all at once because hero makes humans, right? I thought hero made soldiers. Was hero a soldier? No, but the one one tokens in War of the Spark were soldiers. Nope, he makes humans. He makes humans? Okay. Yep, he makes humans. Okay, cool. I'm not dumb. I know what I'm talking about every now and then. <laughs> and like, um, interesting note. I'm sure. I'm sure there's going to be some like. Hero Precinct 1, uh, four copies of it, four copies of Worthy Knight. And just, like, play all my multicolored knights, make two one ones every time. That sounds absurd. Uh, and this just goes, all right, pick all those up. Stop it. The question comes down to then is how many multicolored knights are we going to get, like, actual multicolored knights? Because... Well, we have... Uh, the format we- seems to be revolved around Adamant, which is monocolored theme. And, like, uh, Morrow says we're not getting a rare cycle of lands in this set. Yeah. So, like, how multicolored do you want to go? Is It comes down to the, what the real question is. It's like, a lot of your multicolored cards are going to come out of Ravnica. Mm-hmm. Because this card is... This this Throne of Eldraine is all based around monocolored courts. There's not a whole lot of mixing colors unless you get into, like, the Fae or, like, some other merfolk. So, with Adam well, being... Well, we have uh, Corpse Knight, we have Wintermore Commander, um, which is, they're both black-white. Um, so, I mean, that's eight. We have the the red-white Lord for Knights. That's a two-drop as well. So, I mean, there's 12 multicolored knights. That's a lot of twos. That is a lot of twos. That is all twos. I mean, yes. Like, that's not (laughs) counting, like, uh, Venerable Knight is a 2-1 for 1, but it's, like, it's not multicolored. Um, What else do we have? Uh, We're going to talk about Murderous Rider. Murderous Rider's a a 3-mana knight. Uh, Midnight Reaper's a knight, uh, is also black. But not multicolored. True. (laughs) <laughs> like the whole point of this was to find ways to trigger our hero precinct one and all right i'm, I'm gonna do a gatherer search let's just let's just cut the hero and just go knights and knights just have night tribal just be night tribal it's fine either way we're getting off track here which is vengeance is really good against all these tribal strategies that wizards is pushing true it's it seems very good uh, it might see play in modern as well, just because humans is a deck, elementals is a deck, uh, humans, humans is a very common creature type right now, because it's just like a bunch of, like a bunch of the good creatures have been humans that Wizards have, has been pushing lately. Um, Blue Red Wizards are starting to get back up popularity again, and this clears out the entire board of Blue Red Wizards. Um, Yeah. It's a good little board wipe for the format that's based around tribal strategies. Alright, so we have Sky Knight Legionnaire, which is a three-drop Flying Haste Knight. Yep. Uh, Sky Knight Vanguard is a two-drop one-two that whenever uh, whenever it attacks, you make a one-one. Um, we have True Fire Captain. Um, black, white, I think we have exactly Corpse Knight as the only one that's staying in standard. Yeah. So, I mean, it might be, like, you might be able to just play, like, mono two-drop Knight Tribal. <laughs> I'm not saying it's good, but I want to do sold. it. I'm not sold on it. Well, and then since we're in Knights, we can play the, um... What's it called? The Circle of Loyalty. And that's another two drop for us. <laughs> yeah. 
let's move on to everyone's favorite goose. You mean not birds of paradise? Goose. I said goose. Like I said, not birds of paradise. Birds of paradise is not a goose. It is a bird. Technically, the goose is a bird. Technically, the goose is a bird, but I didn't say bird. I said goose. <laughs> so, this is Gilded Goose. It is a uh, green one drop for a 0-2 of flying. Uh, whenever it enters the battlefield, create a food token. Uh, you can pay a green and one to tap it to create a food. And then you can tap it to sack a food to add one mana of any color. Why can't we just have bird, man? Like uh, Birds is really strong, especially when we were coming out of a multicolor set. True. And, like, I understand, like, how good Birds is in Standard. Like, just look how good Lanor Elf has been. And, like, it only taps for green. Yeah. <laughs> so, having uh, a, a mana dork that just makes any color just enables all... It just helps enables these those three-color, four-color decks we're currently seeing in Standard right now. So, I'm interested in seeing... Uh, just how much like food synergy we have, and I mean we've we've seen a handful of them. Um, There's a significant amount, like of food, like base strategies. There's even a food golem for crying out loud. Which interesting note: these cards do say sack a food and not sack a food token. Yep. So you are able to sack your, is it ginger brute? Ginger brute. Yep. And I'm assuming I'm assuming we're gonna get another food creature, right? Probably. We're probably gonna have other food based creatures. Uh I also think that because Oko can turn them into uh can, like there's ways to animate artifacts in this set. So mm-hmm. it's just like turning food tokens into animated food into animated food. That's why it probably doesn't specify food token and it just says specifies food. So there's a couple of cool strategies like that where we can just like, oh, here's my food that just turns out to be my uh, ginger brute. Notably, ginger brute even has the food effect of yeah. to tap it, you gain three life. Which I'm hoping that's something they do for like all the food. I would assume they would. Um, I'm really excited for like the food cards in general with animating fairy, where you can just be like, all right, pay three mana, make this a four, four. Exactly. Like, uh, it doesn't work with ginger brute. It says non-creature. Yeah, it has to be non-creature. Darn. It's fine. We'll just play an infinity and put all of our counters from our arc band ravager on it and make it unblockable. That sounds gross. It's really gross. Like I said, the card's going to be good in infinity. <laughs> Um, too bad it's not a food construct. You could play it in hardened skills and actually get like do something with it. Yeah, oh, wow. unfortunately, it's a golem. Oh well, regular affinity can have fun. It needs a little bit of love. What were we talking about? Gilded goose. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, food track got sidetracked on food. Uh, um, Gilded goose. It's it's good. It's it's gonna be good in standard. Especially, like, if we can accelerate, like, Gilded Goose into Oko, and then, like, we have our food engine online, like, then it's actually just birds with upside. Yeah. Like, it's a 0-2 yeah. compared to a 0-1. Like, I, I think this card's very good. Like, even on just, like, surface level. Yeah. I, I can't wait for, like, it and Oko to be played in cube. Hopefully we get, like, <laughs> other playables. Other other playable foods. Yeah, that'd be great. I I've been on a big cube kick here lately, and I love it. I don't play as much cube as you do. <laughs> you need to, man. You need to get more involved with, you know, good limited. <laughs> I don't get involved with limited. Period. Exactly. We need to change that. Say I'll play it in paper all day. Like I'll draft in paper all day long. I hate drafting on on the computer. I just hate doing it. Anyway, um, speaking of cards that are busted and limited, yeah. What do you think of Harmonious Arkin? Uh, here's my whatever. It's like ten ten for six. Is that how big it has? That how big it is? It's ten ten eleven eleven. Uh, ten eleven. 10, 11, that's what it is. I'm like, I knew, I knew one of the numbers was 10. I just couldn't remember what the other number was. 
But yeah, so, like here's my 10, 11 for six. This so seems Harmonious Arkin is a four five for four white white. Uh, flying. Non-Arcan creatures have base power and toughness 3-3. Three, three. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever it enters the battlefield, create two 1-1 one, one humans. Uh, yeah, two 1-1 one, one white humans. So, like, make a 4-4, four, four, make three, uh, make two 3-3s. Three, four of this has flying. Like, I'm going to beat you very quickly. This is going to come down and stabilize the board. And just like, now you can't attack because everything's a 3-3. Three, three. <laughs> this sounds miserable to play against, and I can't wait to play it. Um, I was looking into it uh, for standard purposes the other day when it got spoiled. Uh, you can pod mob into this from a five drop and have a bunch, just have an army of three threes. What good? What good five drops are there? Uh, currently, we are playing. We were playing Tender Shoot Dryad, which was the go wide strategy we currently played, which was like. Try to make an army of three three to uh, sapling tokens with tender shoot. Unfortunately, that rotates. That rotates, but uh, we were also playing other derpy fives that didn't really do a whole lot. Um, Just so you could turn them into like ravager worm, right? Pretty much. Well, now we're gonna turn it into harmonious archon. Um, <laughs> Tulsimir is a five drop, right? Tulsimir is six. I don't know. I th- I know it's triple. It's double one color. And one of another, and then some number. Yep, it's, a, it's a five drop. It's a five. That'll work. Two there green, green, white. Unfortunately, oh, it doesn't, doesn't get a buff. The wolf is a three, three. I thought the wolf was a two, two. No, because it's uh, Voja, it's it's the legendary wolf, so it's a three, three. Yeah, I was hoping that it was a three, threes. I mean, a two, two, so you can be like, I pot into my arc and now i have another three three but like either way i'll either way i'll have three threes it'll be fine yep uh but usually we have like a derpy two twos that cost three mana that we kind of just play we have a lot of two twos that for two that don't do really do a whole lot fan loses a toughness but gains a power it's kind of eh um so it's going to be fun in, like, standard where you can, like, pod into it and then just, like, smash for 18 or something weird like that. Well, alongside uh, Corridor Monitor, like, you have you have a lot of, uh, like, ability to, like, get up there quickly. Yeah. Corridor Monitor being in the format and not in Brawl only is really good for Vanifier mm-hmm. in standard. Heck, Corridor Monitor is probably good for Vanifier in modern. Cause now we can just if like we can just play Temur and just have seven mana Kiki Jiki if we need to. So Biogenic ooze. There we go. There's the have other I, five drop. Have I playing. got you excited yet? That's the five <laughs> drop we were playing. <laughs> just, just actually cast Biogenic ooze into Harmonious Arkin because they yeah. don't lose their abilities. Nope. It's like now there's three threes. They get plus one plus one at every at your instep. Like oh, that sounds delicious. Unfortunately, we're losing arcane adaptation, so we can't make everything an ooze. That sucks. Uh, we have Cavalier of Thorns. That's another another like good one. That's a good five drop for the deck. Yeah. Oh. This card seems miserable to play against in, in limited. Yeah, it's, it, it, it's it's rightfully at mythic. <laughs> yeah, and, like it's gonna be opened way too much, and like. Like, of the Mythics so far, this is the one I'm just like, holy shit, how do you beat this card? Um, you don't. <laughs> this is usually a game ender. Uh, okay. Moving on. What else do we got? What have we not talked about yet? Oh, um, we can talk about the Red Mythic. Yeah, let's talk about Embercleave. Yeah. That, that's the Red Mythic you're referring to, right? I would assume so. Just the the quick sword. <laughs> I want to play this alongside Stoneforge and put it on a battle. I, I can't wait for people to just like shove it into their Stoneforge Mystic decks and then just figure out how bad it actually is. It's not it good, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> now for the red rural red mythic, it's a uh, robber the rich, aka Robin Hood. <laughs> Uh, Robber of the Rich is a two mana two two uh, human archer rogue. That's a creature type and a half. 
has reach and haste, and whenever it attacks, if defending player has more cards in hand than you, exile the top card of their library. During any turn you attacked with a rogue, you may cast that card, and you may spend mana as or mana of any color to cast that spell. I want to play this alongside Thief of Sanity. Just I just, just want to play my. Cards. I want to play my opponent's deck. Just it's probably better than mine. <laughs> it's probably better than mine at this point, right? <laughs> I mean, that's eight cards that you can just like attack and deal th and do things with. The trick like, is finding other rogues that aren't just like robber of the rich. That way, we can just keep the engine going. All right, quick gatherer search for rogues. <laughs> like if they just answer the the robber of the rich. So if they remove robber, I think the card is exiled permanently and you can't cast it anymore. Um, how is this worded? Because it's all one text, I'm pretty sure as long as you attack with a rogue, you can cast it, even okay. if he's not on the field. Cool. That's nice. Yeah, because it doesn't say as long as he's on the field and you attack with a rogue. Okay. I just didn't know if it could see the during any turn you're attacked with the rogue clause, like, on the card. If we just exile, like, we have to special exile with the token or whatever. So, we have two rogues in standard. Currently. And neither of them are playable. Cool. Outlaw's Merriment gives us a rogue. But we choose at random. <laughs> Is that the... That's the enchantment that makes a 3-1, a 2-1, or a 1-2. <laughs> huh. For 4 mana, it's not bad. It's, like, okay. The fact that it's random is kind the of The random mad. part is what sucks. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it, it, it'll be good as long as you, like, there are other rogues that you can attack like, with. Even just playing this in, like, mono red, along, like, Fervent Champion and, like, um, what other, like, good one-drops do we... Like, what other good red cards do we still have? Um... I would... Uh, Steamkin. Steamkin's a really good red card, Steamkin's really good. Experimenter Frenzy is really good. Um... I'll have to, I'll have to work on Mono Red post-rotation, because, like, it was, it was a deck I played quite a bit in Standard. Um, and I have not, I have not touched it in quite a while, so I'll have to look into that. Yeah. Like, we still have Shock. Shock is from M20. Yep, I was going to say, we have Shock still. I didn't get rid of it. Lightning Strike is from Ixalan. Nope, it's M19. All right, so we lose it. Uh, We get a replacement for it, though. Where um, is it at? Isn't it, like, four mana, though? No, where is it? I just saw it. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Scorching Dragonfire. It only targets creature or planeswalker, but two mana deal three and it exiles it. Yeah, unfortunately, it's not burn. Any it's just a removal is. spell. But it's a replacement because it's just like two mana deal three because usually your lightning strikes at especially post game are pointed at dudes. <laughs> I think I think we we're going that route. I think I'd rather have lava coils. Like, the one point can make a difference. Yeah. The one point can make a difference, but it's instant versus sorcery. True. That, also, that this does, hits, also that Lava Coil does doesn't hit Planeswalkers. True. True. Yeah, so. I'll have to work on Mono Red and come back to this one. I, I definitely really like this card alongside just, like, generically good red, red cards, too, so. Yeah. What do we have left? We have a couple cards left, it looks like. Three, uh, three? What do you think of Murderous Rider? I think this card's uh, really sweet. It's really strong, that's for damn sure. So, Murderous Rider is uh, black, black, and one for a 2-3 with lifelink. Uh, whenever it dies, put it on the bottom of its owner's library. It also has an adventure of Swift End, uh, one black, black, instant. Destroy target creature or planeswalker, you lose to life. We finally get Heroes Downfall back in standard. Yeah, Hero's Downfall on a body. <laughs> like, this makes Downfall wish it was this card. Yeah, like, Downfall is nothing in the face of this. Like, this actually might even make, like, 
uh, zombies in modern playable because it's it's a creature and a removal spell all at the same time. That's that's an actually interesting idea. I have not thought about. It brings back if it dies, it goes back to the bottom of your library, so it means we could draw it again for more removal. Mm-hmm. Um, so, plus lifelink. Lifelink's always good on on these zombie bodies. Uh, Downside but, is like the losing two life can actually be really like important if the format's going to be aggressive. Yeah. Which like uh, no, if if knights turns out to be a deck like that seems really powerful and like that's going to replace vampires for the most part in this format. Um, yeah. Like if mono red turns out to be like playable with robber of the rich and like fervent champion like we talked about like that can also just be very powerful and like. Losing two life to kill a creature can be very important. So, like, just playing this for its front side then can just be better. We're like, yeah. all right, here's my two, three. You can't attack through this. Like, if you do, I have life link. And, like, if you kill it, I'm going to draw it later. Yeah. Like, it has it has relevant text throughout the entirety of the matchup. If you draw it early and you need a body, you can play it for the body. Two threes, real good stats for three. Has lifelink, so it's going to get back to life when it blocks something, if it dies when it blocks. So that's real nice. If it, if you draw it late game and they have like a four or five you need to kill, Swift End takes that out. And then if you have six mana total, you can play it again and put it back on the battlefield. So Murderous Rider is really good at rare. Like, this is a really good rare. Um, I'm surprised it's not... Like, probably, like, pre-ordering for, like, 5 or $6, probably, is where it should be at, I feel like. Oh, we, uh, we just got a new spoiler. This one's kind of hot. Let's get through what we have first. <laughs> Sorry, I, I get distracted, man. You know this. We only got a couple cards left. Um, where? Going back to good creatures with upside... Where is Charming Prince? Charming Prince. This is one I'm excited for humans specifically. Yeah, so Charming Prince is a 2-2 uh, for white and one. When it enters the battlefield, choose one of the following. Uh, scry two, you gain three life, or exile another target creature you own, return it to the battlefield under your control at the beginning of the next end step. This is hot. This is really hot. Blink, my Thalia's lieutenant. In in main phase two of my opponent's turn, I would like to vial in my Charming Prince to blink my Thalia's lieutenant. Comes in at their end step. Like, oh. especially, like, <laughs> with with vial, this card's absurd. So like, oh, yeah. Oh, nice removal spell. All right, do my thing. Yep. Like, protects your dudes... Uh, you can gain three life, so it's got text against burn. You don't have to play Knight of Autumn as much anymore for just, like, burn matchups. Yeah, and, like, this uh, is an actual human, too. Yeah, and Scry 2 is just good. <laughs> yeah. Setting up your draws in humans has been a hard problem to begin with. Like, you draw a lot of lands, usually. It's like, if you don't, like, if you just don't have anything going on, you'll just usually draw lands and more lands and more lands. Being able to just, like, play this and put two lands off the top of your deck into the bottom and and hopefully draw more gas is really good. This is going to be a staple in humans for sure. 100%. What are they pre-ordering for? Do we know yet? Uh, I don't know yet. I don't know if they have... Oh, TCG has it for like three fifty. dollars uh, right. Star that's City has them for 5 and I think that's high. Yeah, that would be um, a little high. Three, I, I like dollars for what I pay Like 3 three fifty is what I paid for this card probably. Unless you're getting the special fancy art, and then then you could probably get it for a little bit higher. But I, wait, see, not, I just don't know how to evaluate these like full art cards and like what they're going to be valued at. I don't know. It's probably going to be a lot because the boosters themselves sell for like twenty five, thirty dollars right mm-hmm. now. I've had I've heard people rumbling about how the boxes are pre like are now selling for five hundred dollars. Good lord. Yeah. What Star City have them at? Probably like two. They were 50, at two fifty, and I debated buying one at two fifty. Two fifty would have been a real good price, and I. They're four hundred now. Yep. Collector booster packs are now thirty five. Yep, that's well, what I was afraid of. Missed my window. Womp okay, womp. so here's the new plan: buy draft boxes 
and get your collector booster with your buy a box promo. So what you're saying is I need to buy four cases. <laughs> yes. So I can get a booster box for free. Yes. All right. How much is four cases going to cost me? Uh, about twenty five hundred dollars. Good, good. I can't afford that. <laughs> oh, where's Epic Downfall? Where is it? Where uh, is it? Under Cauldron Familiar. Under the cat. Got it. So Epic Downfall is a new black removal spell. Uh, it's black and one for a sorcery. Exile target creature with converted mana, uh, converted mana cost three or greater. Get out of here, worm coil. Get out of here, TKS. Like, get out of here, Ulmog. Be gone. <laughs> like, this seems good. Um, the this fact that it exiles versus strong. destroys is relevant. Um, like, it has a lot of implications. I like, don't know if it's actually going to be modern playable, though. Like, where was this when Hogak was running around? I mean, get out of here, Hogak. <laughs> get out of you here, Hogak. Get out of here, Vengevine. <laughs> You ain't getting it back. <laughs> it seems yeah, good. Here. But, like, the problem is, is, like, how heavy on the format is Big Creatures going to be? Well, I think this will still be in the standard when we go to our Behemoth set after Return to Theros. I believe you are correct. So, very. <laughs> There's a lot of just big derpy things in the format that are like high on mana cost. Um, and notably, it's three or greater, so it does hit three. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's you're, you literally can't hit ones and two drops, which that's fine. Like this, it's anything above that. So you can get rid of their guys to sink draft. Did I do it? Did I solve the format? No. um it's 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 gonna be really cute uh this gets rid of worm coil engine pretty much anything in tron that's a problem you can get rid of it um but like i don't think that's how you want to be attacking tron like no but that's how you're attacking tron then like i feel like you're already losing the aggressive decks don't usually answer the lands. They usually just try to answer the threats or just try to go under it. And Epic Downfall can help you go under it because usually Worm Coil Engine is the best the best answer for the aggressive strategies. I could actually Tron. see um, like the Red Black Burn deck we talked about a couple weeks back playing this specifically yeah. for Worm Coil. Yep. Like otherwise, they really don't have an answer for it. <laughs> they smash, which like in response to blocks, smash it, then it dies and. Then the rest of your damage goes through, and they take three. Yeah. Or you can skull crack it. Yeah. Burn's got a Burn's got a lot of decent answers for the for the, for the life gain part of off of Worm Coil Engine. And if not, like gaining six is so so problematic. Yeah. I gained eight off a of Nida Autumn against Burn the other day, and they just scooped it up. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Notably, we have Epic Downfall, which hits everything really big, and we have Reeve Soul, which hits everything really little. <laughs> this is, like, great. Black is going to have so much removal. <laughs> yeah, they really are. Thankfully, so, Epic Downfall isn't uncommon. So, um, we got a new card, like I was talking about, not too long ago. Yeah, I see it. I'm looking at it right now. What do you think of Deafening Silence? Um, you could just like play it in White Weenie and be fine. I think this is modern playable if Storm picks up again. Uh, so yeah. this is a white one-drop enchantment. Each player can't cast more than one non-creature spell each turn. Like The effect is very simple, but it is very powerful. Is it better than Wet Ball, though? I don't know. Um, like, the fact As that like they just... As, like, an answer just, to Storm? The fact that they just can't actually do anything seems really powerful. Well, like, you still get to do your proactive game plan of beating them to death with creatures. Yeah. 
It's like, probably like if you're playing idle on a rhetoric, this is it's probably better than idle on a rhetoric, for sure. So if you're playing this like alongside wet ball and you go this into wet ball, how do they beat you? It's like, well, now you had to have two removal spells over multiple turns. Yeah. I like it. I really like this card. I'm not saying it's good, but I really like this card. I like it. It's not terrible. They also just printed Rule of Law, didn't they, in the... Yeah, um, it was in the uh, core set as an uncommon. Yeah. So maybe we're getting some, like, stupid storm deck in standard. I don't know. Either way, Teferi, three fairies seems really, really strong now. Yeah, <laughs> probably, man. Who knew that the busted three-drop Planeswalker is still busted? Yeah. Like, you could pick it up with three fairy on your turn to cast all your stuff and then put it back down and pass. Like, all right, And then, then just, like, build up resources again and then do the same thing again later. That's, that's insane. This is fine. Not sure for who, but this is fine. Have we talked about sound intrusion or whatever the heck this name's, name of this card? I'm calling it Unmask. Because <laughs> it's pretty it's much unmasked. It's basically unmasked, right? Yeah, it's pretty much unmasked because you just you're going to exile a card from your hand anyway, because most likely you're not picking a black card. <laughs> so this is a black sorcery, uh, one drop. Target opponent reveals his or her hand. You may choose a non-land card from that opponent's hand. If you do, your opponent exiles that card. If a non-black card is exiled this way, exile a card from your hand. It's like, yeah, get get out of here, man. Get this out of here. This this seems absurd. Yep, I like it. I like it a lot. This is this is probably the better way to de- to uh, develop uh, hand disruption. I still think it's format. awful, man. I I think it is awful. Like, if, like, this is the better way to design it. It's better than like designing thought season putting it into standard, like they did with Theros. That the, the biggest problem I have uh, is the fact that like. You can go this into Thought Erasure into Tefiri, and your opponent's just like, well, I can't cast anything ever again. Thanks. Yeah, that's kind of what the whole point of the control deck's supposed to do. Control the game. <laughs> but as early as, like, turns one and two, like... Yep. I hate it. I, I think this card is atrocious. It's going to ruin formats. This might get Teferi banned. It might get it to ban- where Teferi's such a strong... Where the Esper Control is such a strong deck that it gets Teferi banned. So this is this is what you want to happen. I mean, yes, but like happen. I also don't want this card to exist. Yeah, it'll be fine. And like in it, the event, like you just play like the you're, Esper you're two mirror. You're for wanting yourself. Like the <laughs> if you just play like the Esper mirror, be like, all right, do this, take yours. All right, thought erasure, take yours. Like I'm ahead. Like I get to know what you have going on. You don't know what I have going on. Like sound intrusion, like. On, I guess, an average opponent, you're two for one of yourself. <laughs> this is this is good. This is good development of hand of hand disruption. This is how hand disruption should have been designed. <laughs> not losing life because that's not that's not doing anything. Yeah, like life is a resource, whereas like losing cards is more impactful than losing two life. Exactly. Like there's no punishment to playing thought seize. Whereas this actually is like now you have to think about. Do I want to exile this card? <laughs> Is there a black card I can hit and not lose a card? Like, just hope and pray that that's what happens. Uh, I had someone mention playing this alongside, like, Eternal Scourge. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> that sounds adorable. <laughs> Mono Black Eldrazi. And Let's... the fact that, like, it's a May, so you can be like, all right, your hand's garbage. I'll let you keep it. Yeah, it's one mana peak. Like, at worst, it's peak. At best, it's just, like, better unmask. At best, it's get their thought seized. And then you don't get thought seized. Oh, this is going to be atrocious, and I can't wait to lose to it. Yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. I think that's all I want to talk about today, spoiler-wise. There's a lot of just, like, limited stuff that's real good. There's some other rares that we kind of tried to touch on. I think the internet was one, uh, Star City Games won the internet, uh, I think it was, what was it, Tuesday? Yeah, it was Tuesday, with, uh, Lockmere Serpent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Tree Fitty. 
<laughs> that was great. That was I, I enjoyed that joke. <laughs> I'm I'm really glad that like someone caught on to that because it's it's pretty funny. It's hilarious. <laughs> like his card's like kinda good, kinda not. Um So it's just like making a joke about it is actually really good. Like we didn't even talk about the BioBox promo today. No, like we we have a lot of stuff still to do. Yeah, there's a lot going on in this set that we still need to talk and and touch on. Like there's a bunch of the brawl cards that are spiking for some reason. There's like Arcane Signet should not be a twenty dollar card. That Valiant Mace is like uh, Mace of the Valiant is almost thirty dollars now. I think why? Oh no, it's gone down. It's got down again. Okay. Um, do they not have the brawl cards on SCG? Probably not. But like, I want the brawl cards. I need a Chulane. Need a Chulane. Knight's Charge is another one that's like gone up in value. Is that the that's black white and equipment? The black white enchantment that's like three mana and it just like. Drains every time on a knight attacks, and you could return all knight cards from your graveyard to the battlefield. Gotcha. It's like thirty dollars now. Oh, of course it is, man. Uh, I'm I'm ninety seven percent sure I'm buying the brawl the Bant brawl deck just because like I love the play patterns of it. Can we still play brawl on arena? I haven't been on in like a week. Maybe I know I haven't played it at all. <laughs> I haven't been on Arena in months. Well, when when I got on to play uh, Brawl last week, I had a, like, two and a half gig update. So that should tell you how long it had been since I played. At this point, I might as well just uninstall Arena. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I'll never get it updated. So, Sunday. Have you figured out what you're playing on Sunday yet? I'm locking in Burn. Okay, cool. I am I am locking in burn unless it goes absolutely terribly on Friday. Okay. I'm probably gonna play dredge. Alright, just <laughs> get people, man. Yep. When in doubt, just get them. Uh, so what you're saying is I need to pack my graveyard hate so I don't die to dredge. Can I borrow your foil ghost quarter? <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> I, I wish I, I wish you had still had foil steam vents too, so I could actually borrow these cards and like not have a bunch of non foils in my deck. <laughs> I got all my tome scours. I don't have my wood of foothills or my city of brasses, but I'm not buying foil city of brasses. We're good. We're good on that number. I'll buy. I'll. I'll get mana confluences. That'll be fine. Yeah, that that seems fine. Um. So yeah, yeah I, I'm, 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 I'm locking in burn. I'm, I'm locking in burn. Say so if you lock in burn, I was gonna lock in dredge. If you didn't lock in burn, I was probably gonna lock in like pod mom. <laughs> that seems like a very weird <laughs> thought process there, Carl. If I'm not playing the good deck, why are you not playing the good deck? <laughs> yeah, pod mom's is still a good deck. Like I went three one with it, beat burn twice, and. I was, wants, I was telling like, um I was telling Tiff that hey, if I'm back early on Sunday, it did not go well. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's since she has moved in, I haven't done like an out of town tournament. So yeah. she's not used to how these are gonna go. Yeah. So I'm just like, yeah, if I'm back in time to like do anything on Sunday, it did not go well. So <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, um, anything else we want to we want to touch on this week, man? Nah, this is kind of a weird episode because there's just not a whole lot to talk about this week besides spoilers. Well, like, we really want to go in depth on everything. You know, like we we planned on talking about the GP, but like just having twelve deck lists isn't going to be enough to talk about like the event. I, it, yeah, you can't talk about a GP with just like one percent of all the deck lists there. Like, yeah, it's it, not how it sucks, works. man. Like, I know. Um, I believe, uh, Austin Collins, Corey Baumeister, and who was their third? Um, 
was it Cassis? Was it either Cassis? Yes, you are Cassis. correct. Like, um, those three had a pretty good run. I know they were 8-0 going out of day one. Um, I believe they missed on day on on top eight though. Correct. They were just short on top four. I think they finished. Oh yeah, top eight. I mean top four because it's a team tournament. Yeah, I think they were just short. It was like breakers or something weird like that. But like, or they lost or something. We did. uh, We did have this sweet mono like this green white Eldrazi deck that popped up, but like um, we saw all that at Dallas before. Yeah, but. Again, it would have been cool to see it on camera because, like, we haven't seen a lot of it. But no, that'd be, like, impossible because why would we want video coverage of an event that's going on? Exactly. Well, this I just know, to get man. their act together for 2020. Yep. They need to get back on to doing paper tournaments for, like, actual, like, coverage. Because the way it's going right now, paper tournaments aren't even going to be worth it. Yep, and it sucks, man. It really does suck. Like, I could go play in a smaller paper event and have just the same amount of chance of making the MC through the qualifiers there than go into the GP and try to top eight through whatever thousand people are there. Yep. To get a spot. Like, it's just going to be easier for me to go to the MCQ. Yep. And qualify that way. It is what it is. It it's unfortunate, but that's how it is, man. Yep. I think we're done. We can get out of here. Yeah, I think we'll we'll call it a day there. Um, thank you all as always. We are on Twitter. Uh, you can find myself at Carter Noble twenty five. You can find Carl at Musical underscore thirty three, and you, you of course can find the podcast at Attack for Zero. Um, past that, we have a Discord. Please join the server. Um, it would be great to be able to interact with our listeners and figure out what they want to hear as well. Um, you can find Carl and I on Twitch. Um, Mr. Missouri 25, Carl's under musical. Um, questions, comments, concerns can always be sent to the email down in the show notes. Past that, we will see you all next week. Going to recap some some legacy, talk about our weekend. It's going to be, next week's going to be a good week. Um, I believe we have full spoiler coming Friday. It should be on Friday, yeah. So we might even have top fives next week. Who knows? So we will see you all then. Have a good week. Peace. Peace.